how is everybody? I feel like it's been a weird week. Maybe that's just been me, but yeah, I hope you're all good. Let's do our weekly catch up. Let's go. So, um, actually, I have a really bad memory. I can't remember what the fuck happened this week. But yesterday, I went to Whole Foods and um, I bought this like magnesium thing and you know anyone that knows me knows I try and live my best Gwyneth Paltrow life like I'm into all that like whatever you know what I mean like if I say Gwyneth Paltrow you know what I mean anyways I was in Whole Foods and I got this magnesium thing and I have a really hard time sleeping like my head is just too full for me to ever fall asleep at night and I wake up loads of times in the middle of the night and I've tried everything, okay? I have genuinely tried everything. Sleeping tablets, melatonin, melatonin diffusers. I've tried it all. And it doesn't really work. The only time that melatonin has worked for me is when I was in New York. I don't know what the fuck America puts in their gummies, but that shit knocked me the fuck out. But I can't get it in the UK, so I haven't been able to sleep since last January. Um, but yesterday I was in Whole Foods and I got this magnesium and it's actually pink lemonade flavor so you know I was kind of vibing with it and you just like put it in um a glass of water they had tablets but I don't like taking tablets so you just put some in a glass of water drink it when I say I was literally falling asleep within minutes of drinking this like it's kind of spenny I mean it's not it's 25 pounds but I don't like spending money so to me, I was like, oh God. But even my dad was like, Mary, if it's going to help, it's going to help. And it did. But I didn't actually buy it so I could fall asleep. I bought it because my leg is still fucked up and magnesium is meant to be really good for muscle function. So I hope it does something for my leg too. But yeah, I just thought, you know, let me tell the people because this is a game changer. If you have a hard time sleeping at night, get this. I promise. If it doesn't work for you, then I don't know what to say. But yeah, like literally I've tried everything, like even fucking sleeping tablets and they don't work. And well, actually, to be honest, I did wake up once in the middle of the night, but it really wasn't the middle of the night. It was like 8am. So technically like I should have just got out of bed, but I was like, no, I'm still tired. I've still got some sleep left in me. And then I went back to sleep and woke up at 10 and I was like, I have not slept in that long since I was like six years old. Like honestly, to give some context to it, my sleep schedule is literally like, I'll go to bed. Actually, I could fall asleep at any time, but I will always wake up at 5am. Like, I don't know. My body just doesn't let me sleep beyond 5am. And then if I do fall asleep early, like at 10 o'clock, I'll wake up like five times in the middle of the night. So yeah, it's not great, but that magnesium really knocked me the fuck out. So I'm going to drink it every single night, see if I see any like long-term changes. I'll give you guys an update maybe. Um, but yeah, just that, that really made my day. And what else have I done since the last podcast? Oh, I completely ripped my room to shreds. I don't know. I've been really fucking impulsive this last, mm, we're in a new month. I can't say this month. Last month. I have no idea why. I don't know where it came from. I'm a pretty impulsive person anyway. But, like, I literally got out of bed and chose chaos. I got out of bed and moved all my shelves in my room. Like, threw a couple things out. Ripped off my wallpaper. Took off the layers of paint. And painted my whole room white. Um, There was no need for me to do that. And I took out my nose ring. I don't know. I, I tend to, like, control appearances when I'm not dealing with things so 
mm, that should tell you about where my brain is at. But other than that, I don't think anything's really happened recently. My leg still isn't healed. I ran on it twice when I shouldn't have. So now it's worse. But that's my own fault, to be honest. But yeah. Anyways, I was sad the other day. And I put on my Instagram and I was really like, ew, the fuck? Like, why did I do that? Because I really don't like people I know in real life seeing that side of me. But um, I put on my Instagram and then loads of people were like, oh, like, nah, you know, whatever, like the normal, I hope you're okay messages. Um, and like, that really wasn't what I was looking for. I just kind of wanted to be very abundantly clear that like my Instagram is literally coffee and sunshine, but like I'm having a fucking hard time. And it wasn't me being like, oh, everyone feels sorry for me. My life's so bad. Because like, that was never my intention. I was just trying to make it very clear to people that like Instagram is a pile of bullshit. Like, no one's life is that happy. And if it is, you need to see someone because that's not normal. How the fuck is your life that happy? Look at the world we live in. You know, I don't, I don't buy it. But, um, and then I got to thinking, like, it's crazy. A thousand people watched my Instagram story. Uh, I think it was probably my most viewed Instagram story. I don't know how the fuck that happened. I guess it's because I don't normally post on my story at nighttime. And that's when everyone's on their phone. So a thousand people watched my Instagram story. And it was really, like, eye-opening to me who reached out. And I don't normally look at things like that. But I feel like it's very human to be offended when people that you think care about you don't seem to care. Even if you feel like you're maybe reading too much into it, your your feelings are completely valid. Like, you're allowed to feel that way. And not a single person that I thought cared about me messaged me. <laughs> and... Like, I kind of got upset about it because I was obviously already, like, a bit down. And I was just like, okay, Mary, like, first of all, we're in our 20s. Like, everyone's got their own shit going on. And then I thought, why the fuck am I invalidating my own feelings? Like, I have every right to feel like that because it's not as if I was, like, hiding something. Like, it was on my Instagram. And I don't know. I just, like, I really got down. And I was like, oh, my God, okay, I'm just going to, like, take a take some time off social media, like, take the nights off, like, just watch some Grey's Anatomy and, like, really be in my own head, because I got sad, like, real sad, and I feel like when you express that you're upset that someone didn't care about you, you're kind of seen as a narcissist or you're seen as selfish, and I don't think that's true at all. I think it's very normal to feel like, why didn't you care? It's a human need, like, I don't understand why it's seen as such a bad thing to wonder why people would care or don't care about you of course you want people to care about you even if you don't admit it like knowing that people care about you is something that like fills your heart up consciously or subconsciously and I don't know I kind of had this little talk with myself and I've been talking to my parents about it recently about how like I just want to kind of disappear from London and like not tell anyone and I know I've said this before um but I was just like no one would notice like, literally none of my friends would notice if I disappeared. And that's not to say they don't care about me. But, like, I, I'm not the type of person that speaks to my friends every single day. Like, the, I just have never been that person. I don't text people every single day. I don't... That's not me. Um, I go, like, six months without speaking to my best friends. But, like, when we see each other, everything's fine. And we'll check in on each other. But, like, I just... I'm not... I'm not that social of a person. And that's probably something I'm going to have to work on the older I get. But I was just like, to my parents, I was like, no one would fucking notice. And they were like, 
yeah, of course people would. And I'm like, no, like you don't understand. Like no one would notice. And then I was like kind of joking because I was like, if I went missing, like the only people who would know that I am missing is my parents because <laughs> like I wouldn't be coming home. But yeah, I mean, kind of dark, like 10 minutes in, whatever. But I don't know. It's just like, when you say things like that, people think that you're trying to make other people feel bad. And that's not the case. Like, I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad. I'm just stating like how I feel. And like with this comes communication and like expressing your feelings. And I'm obviously not very good at that. So it is something that is like a two-way street. And I feel like with many situations where I've been like this before, where I've expressed my feelings, they haven't always gone right. And I've been like gaslit and people have got mad at me for being rude and stuff like that, even though I never, ever, ever have gone about it in a rude way. And I never would, because I understand that we all have our own demons. We all have our own shit that we're going through. But I just think that kind of reinforced it in my brain to like not tell people that that's how I feel. And so in a way, that just encourages what's already happening. And I don't know, I feel like some people would be like, oh my God, you're so fucking sensitive. And what? Like, I I hate that sensitivity is seen as such a bad thing. I think it's beautiful. I think it's so good that you can feel things so deeply. So I don't really see that as an insult to be fair, but I know that like a lot of people don't express things in fear of being seen as sensitive. And I completely understand that, like, society has deemed it as something that you shouldn't be in, something extremely feminine, so men don't even try to, like, express that side of themselves, which is just so crazy to me, because honestly, like, out of all the guys that I've, like, had any interest in, it's always the ones who are so open with their emotions that I'm like, oh my god, you kind of hot, you kind of hot, <laughs> but, like, when people are so emotionless, you feel like you can't connect with them, so it's, like, really difficult to like pass the boundary of just like friendship or just even like acquaintances you know but yeah I put that on my Instagram and it wasn't it wasn't a cry for help when I read it in the morning I was kind of like oh my god Mary that was fucking dramatic huh but yeah I don't know it's just like I just want you guys to know that like it's okay to feel like you're underappreciated it really is and you're not asking for too much when you ask for people to care about you that's the fucking bare minimum, like, the bare minimum of any friendship, relationship, whatever, like, care is the bare fucking minimum, and I also want you to know that it's fine if you find it difficult to communicate your feelings, that's okay, it's something we all have to work on, I feel like communication is something that is really lacking in our society, because a lot of things could be solved with simple communication, and I think, like, the more that you don't communicate your feelings and negative things happen surrounding that, it kind of, like, pushes you further into that hole of just not speaking up about how you feel. But everything you feel is so valid. Even if someone doesn't agree, your feelings are still valid. Yeah, so I've been having this fight in my head, I guess, about, like, friends that care and friends that are there for you and things like that. And I've always, always had this, like, difficult time calling people my friend. Like, if I call you my friend, that really is a big deal. And I know it might not seem like a big deal, but... Um, I've had a lot of people fuck me over. And for me to call you a friend, that means I trust you. Like, there are people who would probably think that I'm their friend who I will not call a friend. I would call them an acquaintance. And it literally all started in, like, year seven. And I literally don't want to give this person, like, any fucking time of day, to be honest. But just to give context, like, I had this friend. 
and she just completely fucked up my like entire mental well-being and made me feel so fucking worthless and for like three four years like I never allowed anybody to call me their best friend their friend or anything and people got really offended and I wish I could go back in time and say sorry to all of those people that I said like you're not my best friend like you're not my friend because I was just so hurt and I was so young and she was like three four years older than me so you know like when you're 11 12 13 anyone that's like in their mid-teens is someone you really look up to and I was like oh my god like my best friend is like 16 like cool whatever and like our friendship was just fucking atrocious like when it was good it was good but when it was bad it was horrible and like that really really fucked me up I was like oh my god friendship doesn't exist like (laughs) I was like no way like no I'm never having a friend again so people would be like oh you're my best friend and I'd be like fuck off no I'm not like don't call me that and then I like had to kind of get over that I guess it took a while it took so long like when I say that friendship breakups hurt like fucking hell oh my god like my parents were so so worried about me I did not leave bed for like three months like it was bad and like everybody in my class at school was like holy fucking shit like what has happened and it was it was atrocious and I remember like realizing that I have to heal from this otherwise I'm just gonna be sad and lonely forever and so I did and then I started to let people call me their best friend and I got fucked over again (laughs) But um, when I got fucked over again, I'm I'm happy that happened. It, it's something that was a long time coming. The first friendship breakup was fucking awful, like so bad, and it took like five years to heal from. It was so so sad. Um, but the second one was very much needed, and I just feel like I grew out of that friendship. It just didn't end well, but like, there's no bad blood, like, I have no bad blood with either of those people, they taught me so many lessons in life, and they probably hardened my heart, which I don't really like, but, you know, I try and make my heart softer again, and be open and loving, but, you know, life changes you, battles change you, sometimes shit happens, and it's completely out of your control, people that you think are going to be in your life forever aren't, and, sometimes you just can't do anything about it apart from make yourself a better person because of it. And I hope that that's what I'm doing. I'm, I hope that that's like the journey that I'm on right now, because I know both of those relationships fucked up my levels of communication because in both circumstances, I was like not admonished because I, I wouldn't say they fucking told me off, but like the fact that I voiced my feelings was like the reason things started to go bad like when I said oh I kind of feel like you're treating me like shit in so many words I'm paraphrasing but that's when it was kind of like okay well fuck you and I was like wow okay so I'm gonna bottle everything up and now I really like tried to come out of my shell but I still find it difficult and like that's okay you can't help the fact that things happen to you they didn't happen because of you they happen to you and their lessons and life is filled with many many lessons that will put put you on setbacks and bring you forward and just completely be on this roller coaster but like you just have to live and learn and I feel like that's something I'm trying to do but I still know when I'm being underappreciated and I feel like 
even though it's seen as a negative to be like, why don't you care about me? I think it's so fucking powerful because it means that you realize your worth. And that's something that I never realized before. Like I would just be like, oh, like people don't care about me. I must be a shitty person. Oh, no, no, no. No, it means that I know that I am worthy of people that care about me and people that love me. And if you're not going to reciprocate that, then why the fuck are you wasting my time? Because realistically, the way I see it is I'd rather have no friends and know that I'm lonely than feel lonely with so many friends. And I say this all the time, like loneliness in crowded places is a different type of loneliness. And I don't mean like physical crowded places, like crowded places in like you've got loads of friends or you know loads of people. Feeling lonely in those moments is, oh my God, it's the worst type of loneliness because you're not meant to feel alone, but you do. And so like now as an adult, that sounded weird but I guess I am an adult. I'm like, thank God I don't have those massive friendship groups that I used to have. Like all through school, I would always try and be in big friendship groups because I feel like, especially in school, you feel like the more friends you have, the more popular you'll be and the more, like the more people will like you and that's all that matters, like numbers. And that's not the case at all. Like I am so grateful that I genuinely have five friends. That's pushing it. That might be including my parents. But like, I just don't have a lot of friends and I'm so okay with that because it might be a defense mechanism, who knows? But I would just much rather not have to feel that loneliness when so many people claim to be my friend. Because I I just, it's just horrible. Like it's so horrible and I wouldn't wish it on my worst fucking enemy. Um, But I guess like big friendship groups do work for some people. They just don't work for me. Like I'm always the one that like doesn't voice their opinion on anything or doesn't have like one person that they're especially close to. And that just makes me miserable because then I just have to drive myself out of every fucking friendship group. But like if that works for you, good for you. Like honestly, that sounds really sarcastic because I have a very like monotonous voice, but genuinely good for you because we're all different like at the end of the day having a small friendship group really works for me and it might not work for other people you know and to be fair I don't even have a friendship group like my best friends are all different like I all know them from different places and reasons so you know it's not like I have a group that I go out with like whenever I go out like if I'm going out to get drunk or whatever or like going out for dinner it's always with one person like I don't have a fucking group like what I know that sounds so lonely but you know I love it I love it I also feel like them you have more meaningful conversations when it's just one-on-one like whenever I go out for drinks with my friends I'm like oh my god like give me the rundown and we just talk for hours about our life and I feel like especially when I turned like 19 you know I thought I was this big bitch I was like yeah I'm a fucking woman now I can go and get my own tequila at a bar and that's when I started having like really profound conversations with my friends and I don't know, there's something about being able to go to a bar and like have a tequila in your hand that kind of hits different to just, you know, sitting in a Nando's when you're underage. I don't know, I don't know, life is fucking weird. But yeah, I just feel like communication is really difficult and people make it seem like you have to fix your shit and like all this pressure is on you and cool, like you are responsible 
for your actions like always and like having bad shit happen to you doesn't mean that you can be a bad person to others but also cut people some slack like we all have to work on ourselves okay and I feel like it's really important to point out that you don't always know that you need to work on yourself like yes you always need to be evolving and trying to be the best version of yourself but sometimes you don't realize that subconsciously things that have happened to you have changed you so I feel like when people put all this pressure on people to become someone that they don't know that they've changed into or changed from rather it's it's not really fair it's like stop blaming people for their trauma stop blaming people for the bad past that they've had to experience that's not their fault it's like you you don't know what that person's going through the brain is a crazy fucking place like honestly your brain is probably holding more in there than you know like okay let me explain that probably so if you ask me to tell you any any moment in my life, like from the ages of birth to about 14, maybe even 16, to be honest, I can't tell you. Like, I literally cannot tell you. I don't remember that part of my life. And people always think it's weird. And even my parents are like, I can't believe you still don't remember those those years of your life. And it's because my brain has blocked it all out. Like it's blocked it completely out so it cannot affect me because those were some of the worst years of my life and my brain is protecting me. Like your brain is powerful. Like my brain has repressed all those memories because once I start to remember them, I'm probably gonna fucking cry for years on end. And like whenever people tell me stories or they like my parents will be like, oh yeah, when you were 14, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I honestly don't know what you're talking about. Like, I remember some experiences and some moments, but, like, the big things, the things that have scarred me without me knowing, yeah, I don't fucking remember those. And then it's like, well, how do you expect someone to heal from that if they don't know? Because a lot of the time, you have no idea that you're repressing memories. Like, I would never have known that I was repressing memories unless people were like, do you remember when? And I'm like, no actually I don't remember when and like yes that's obviously something that you should speak to a therapist about like I'm not saying just vibe with it and let it flow like definitely not but also like therapy is really hard to get it's expensive and if you choose to not go private and you choose to go on the NHS then like there's like a a fucking two-year wait list it's really really difficult to see someone and people put out this idea that like you should just heal as if it's something you could just take a tablet for and be like, oh my God, I'm fixed. No. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I just, I get so pissed off because people go through more than you'll ever know. Like, people who probably think they know everything about me don't because I don't even know everything about me. You know, like, I can't remember things that happened to me. I can't remember moments of my life. So, like, how the fuck is everyone else meant to, you know? So just take that and be like, okay, if if people don't know everything about themselves, then I don't know everything about them, and I have to stop putting pressure on people to open up about things that they don't know they're opening, they need to open up about. Anyways, just know that if you're working on yourself, that's the best you can do, and everything you feel is completely valid. Don't let anybody make you feel like you can't ask for more. Ask for more every single time. Every time you feel like you're not getting what you deserve, ask for more, because I think personally, when I look back at times in my life, if I had asked for 
for just an ounce more of respect or a tiny bit more love, things could have worked out differently. And I would have known that that person wasn't willing to offer that up, you know? And then we, we could have, we could have avoided all the pain. We could have avoided all the, the healing that came after because I would have known from the beginning. I feel like it, it's more painful when you sit on it for a while. Like the best example is like the second friendship I was talking about when I said it needed to happen. I knew I needed to end this friendship for like, I was gonna say years, like a few months up to a year before the friendship ended. I knew that it needed to end. It just wasn't healthy. We were two completely different people to when we met, which is obviously fine. Like we met when we were really young, but I just like, kept holding on because I felt bad. I was like, I don't want to be the person that has to end this friendship. And also realistically, they were the only person I had for like the past few years. And I preach this a lot now, but I wouldn't be able to preach it if I didn't experience it. But you have to be okay with being alone for a while. And you, ha I had to accept that when I ended this friendship, I wouldn't have anyone to fall back on. I wouldn't have anyone to get me through it. And so it happened and I feel like it made me a better friend because of it. But I wish I didn't sit on it for a year. I wish I had said something. But the reason I didn't is because prior to that argument we had at the end of the friendship, I said, like, I really feel like you don't care about me in the way that I care about you. And you don't reciprocate the fact that I would quite literally walk to the ends of the earth for you and you really wouldn't even like jump across the road for me and I got blamed I got the blame and I kind of took that and was like okay I'm never going to voice my feelings again because I'm now being you know treated as the bad guy when really all I was trying to do is help the relationship evolve and grow so we could both see each other's points of views but that was never the case. So when we eventually stopped talking, I really felt like I could breathe again, um, which is a strange thing to say when you're talking about someone that like meant the world to you. But now I look back and I'm like, oh my God, thank God. Like, thank God. I'm just, I cherish every memory and lesson I learned in that friendship. But like, thank God, I don't feel that way anymore, you know? And thank God that I realized that I'm worthy of more than that. And I also think that when you do speak up about these things, like if you don't get the results that you want, like say you say to someone, I really wish you fucking cared about me. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you want everything, uh, you know, like gaslight you and whatever. Don't let that deter you from continuously speaking up about your feelings. If anything, take that as the red flag that you don't ignore. Because it's so easy to ignore red flags when people like make you feel like you're the bad person because then you think you have to impress them you have to make them happy you're not on this earth to make people happy like that's not your purpose the only person that you need to make happy is you and if someone is making you feel bad you have to remember that you have to make yourself happy and you have to leave that situation because it's not worth it if it happens it happens that's how I see it if it happens it happens and then you heal from it and you do heal from it. It feels like you won't. Trust me. But you do. And it makes you stronger for situations that will come in the future. Because, like, my first friendship breakup, if I didn't go through that, 
then I don't know how I would have dealt with the second one, you know? But the first one was rough. It was rough. And I thought it would never, ever end. And it did. And I got better. And I let my guard down and let people walk into my life. And did some people fuck me up again? 100%. But was I strong enough to take it? Yeah. Like, am I still here to tell the story? Yeah. So I'm fucking strong enough to get through it. And there are so many times where you'll doubt if you're worth it because someone doesn't understand why you want more. But never apologize for wanting more for yourself. Every day of your life, you should want more and more for yourself. Because the way I see it is like, this is your life, okay? It's literally your life. You don't live for anybody else. Like nothing that anybody else does or says has to affect you. And I feel like that's the most important thing, to be honest, letting it go. Because like I said, it's your life. You don't have to hold on to things that you don't want to hold on to anymore. And that's so much easier said than done. Oh my God, I know that. But one day you let things go and it's a really beautiful fucking thing to do. And sometimes you have to do it physically. Sometimes you have to do it mentally. Like I can't sit here and give you a guide and a step-by-step on how to let things go because we all have completely different ways of doing it. Some people like to write things down on plates and then smash the plate. Some people like to burn their letters that they write. Some people just like to meditate and give it up to the sky. Some people like to run, like physically run away from the thing that was keeping them down. So you find your thing. There are so many methods of letting go. You just have to find what works for you. But don't let go of your self-worth. Like that's the one thing you have to hold on to and keep tight because people will try to make you think that your self-worth isn't what you think it is. And I feel like that's kind of how society thrives, you know, like as sad as it is, this society specifically benefits from us not valuing ourselves. Like even think about clothing brands and makeup and skincare and stuff like that. All those companies, those big corporations, these fields that the elite control, they benefit off us being insecure. Like the more models they put out there with unrealistic beauty standards, the more we'll buy into it because that's how we believe we have to look. And it's very similar when it comes to your self-worth. Like people who don't want to try with you, like they don't want to try and give you what you deserve and put effort into the relationship, they will try to make you feel like you're asking for too much, but you're not. So just remember it, the two are very, very fucking similar. And it's very sad that that's the kind of world we live in but it is. And I'm not saying that in a reluctant way of like, that's what we live in. So we just have to live with it. No, I really do hope that Gen Z are the generation that changes that. And I feel like we are, I feel like we're on like on the way to changing how our worth is seen. But as of right now, you know, boomers are still in charge. Like boomers are still ruling these massive companies that make us feel like shit. So hopefully the future will change. But but right now, that's what it is. And it, it fucking sucks, but we'll get there. I believe I'm hopeful for a good future. I feel like our generation, as much as it's looked down on, is really fucking smart. And we might be the Zoomiversity generation, but we got a couple brain cells in there. We really do. <laughs> but it's March now. It's March 2021. And if February was hard for you, that's okay. It was only 28 days. But 
we have to let it go, okay? It's a new month. We got a new start. We have the chance to have new adventures and new possibilities, even in this weird lockdown. And I just want to say, like, February was tough. It was a tough month. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because Valentine's Day is in it and I'm single, even though I don't really give a shit about Valentine's Day. But it seemed like a very long 28 days and a very emotional 28 days. And I feel like that's kind of been a semi-universal experience. I've seen a lot of people be like, I'm just not doing good. And so let's just take this month as a new one. It is a new one. Um, It might be bad. It might be good. But let's not go in with a negative mindset. Let's go in and be like, okay, we have a chance for new possibilities, endless possibilities. And the world's starting to reopen this month. Well, the UK, let me not be so fucking obnoxious and ignorant. The UK is starting to reopen this month. So there is a light, albeit very small, there is a light in this tunnel that we are now seeing. So yeah, I just wanted to drop that little reminder in there because 2021 was kind of set up to be this year that was going to be completely different from 2020 and it was going to be better and like as if the roaring 20s were going to start on January 1st and I think realistically we all knew that was not going to be the case but we wanted to believe it would be and I feel like the higher the expectation for this year the more people have been kind of crushed by the fact that we're not back to normal yet even though I don't think normal will ever arrive but you know what I mean um and so I think maybe that's part of the reason people are really down this this year, because we envisioned something that's very different to now. And we all kind of thought that it would be over by now. And I actually watched a video the other day about this scientist guy saying, oh my God, scientist guy, how fucking old am I? Um, this scientist guy was like, this isn't going to be over until 2024. Like recovering socially, financially, like, mass vaccination, herd immunity, like all these things, the combination of them together won't be over until 2024. And I was just kind of like, huh? <laughs> what? But it makes sense. It really does. It just kind of sucks because you think that the world we live in now has progressed so much since like the Spanish influenza and it's still taking this long. I feel like because we live in such a fast-paced world, it doesn't make sense why this is taking so long. But it is, and we just have to sit back and kind of watch it happen, which is this feeling of helplessness. And I think that's a very uncomfortable feeling for a lot of people, to just feel like you can't do anything. And whether it be in your physical or, like, global circle, if that makes sense, like, whether it's your own personal life or the life that everybody else is having to experience too, there's not really much you can do. Like, unless you can produce a vaccine, like, you kind of just have to sit back and just let the world do its thing and hope for the best. And we're not really made for that. We're not really made to just sit back and watch. That's not, especially now, like, we're a very fast-paced world. So it's kind of weird to not have this control and I guess like maybe that not everybody feels that way because I am a massive control freak like if I cannot control every aspect of my day I go insane and I'm so type a and I have a to-do list every single morning and I tick it off and if I don't like I will not go to sleep until everything's done so like I said that might just be me projecting but 
I do think that we we as a society move very fast and the fact that everything's had to slow down is scary and uncomfortable and not really something that people want to sit in and it's similar to letting things go that's not really something you ever want to sit in either you kind of okay <laughs> this may be controversial but I'm just gonna say it because I like to be as real as I can on here there is something very comforting about choosing to not get better and I will admit this as somebody who preaches how much you should try and be your best self, there is so much comfort in keeping your sadness and keeping your trauma and not healing from it because it's all you know. And there was an article a few months ago, let me find it. And it was um, Dakota Johnson. And I love that woman. I think she's so fucking cool. Um, but she basically said that her depression is beautiful. And everybody went crazy. Everybody was like, how dare she minimize and belittle depression into something like that? And I never really like joined the internet hype conversation about it because I feel like I understood what she was saying. And it's not to say that it's poetic and gorgeous and like should be romanticized, but at least what I inferred from what she was saying is that it becomes your way of life, okay? And like, I look back at moments where I was, like, so, so depressed, and I just think, like, I learned so much from those moments, and so it's not beautiful in the, the normal understanding of the word beautiful, I just think that there's so much to learn from moments like that, and when you look back, that is something beautiful, like, in the commonly understood term of beautiful, you learn so much about yourself, and you realize your strength, and I think that's fucking beautiful like realizing how strong you are as a human being mentally and physically is insane like the amount of times that I've underestimated whether I can survive something and I have I'm like yeah like I'm cool as fuck like I'm strong as fuck and even physically like at Soul Cycle I know I said I wasn't gonna talk about it but I'm sorry guys <laughs> but um like even at Soul Cycle when I turn the resistance up higher than I thought I ever could I'm like damn, these glutes are strong, these quads are strong, you know, but yeah, I, I get what she means, but there is comfort in it, like, it's really, I don't know, I think, like, there have been times where I'm like, I know I need to get better, like, I know I need to speak to someone about what I'm feeling right now, but I don't want to, and you say that to a lot of people, and they'll be like, what the fuck, like, why don't you want to get better, and it's not that you don't want to get better, but the fact that you don't want to change is more powerful. You know, it's that kind of voice in your head that's like, but we're okay here. Like we're getting by. It might not be perfect, but we're getting by. And to anyone who's like going through that right now, like if you know that you need to see someone or speak to somebody or just open up to somebody about how you feel, but you don't want to because there's comfort in the sadness that you're feeling or there's comfort in the pain, knowing that you need to speak to someone is the first step. So like, congratulations for feeling that, you know, because it's not linear. Like, even if you're not depressed, like, just being sad, like, putting yourself out of that isn't something that's linear. Like, there's so much comfort in it. Like, I can't even explain it properly, because if you don't understand it, like, it's really difficult to even, like, hear someone vocalise how they feel. But, like, okay, there's this episode of Euphoria, and I think it's episode seven, 
of season one obviously there's only one season but just in case like someone listens to this when there's like 15 seasons in season one episode seven it's called the trials and tribulations of trying to pee while depressed and I have written about this episode and I've spoken about this episode so many times it's my favorite episode on any tv show ever um and basically Rue is in bed and she's like binge watching a bunch of reality shows and like she doesn't get up to pee and like it causes you know problems whatever but as a viewer you can see how painful that is right like you can see how damaging that is but when you're in that moment you don't feel how damaging it is it's just all you know and it becomes comfortable like not having to deal with reality becomes very comfortable and so in any aspect of life, whether you're extremely depressed, whether you're like struggling to open up to your friends about your how you feel and how you want them to care about you, it's comfortable to not do those things because it means that there's something on the other side. And that fear of the unknown is so overwhelming that you don't want to do it, which is so understandable. You know, like I can't stand people who are like, just get over yourself and do it because it's not that easy. And I feel like if you find it that easy, you might be on on drugs because I don't know how the hell anyone can just be like, oh yeah, well, it's just easy. Just like go and voice your opinions without knowing what's going to happen. Like humans have a fear of the unknown. It's how most of the biggest inequalities in the world exist. The fact that humans don't like what they don't know or understand. So in order to be brave enough to be like, hey, I just want you to care about me just a smidgen more than you say you do. It's scary because there's so many endless possibilities of what could be the outcome. And sometimes you don't want to put yourself in vulnerable situations like that. Sometimes you feel like you've been through enough and that's okay. But we eventually have to do it. Like all things have to be addressed. At least that's how I like try and live my life. Like everything has to be addressed. Otherwise it just kind of builds up and you have this real bad situation of like anger inside of you of things that you should have said. And I feel like when it gets to that point, the person who like is the problem in your life, now they can't be the only person to blame because you should have said something. It's crazy. It's crazy. Life should not be this complicated, but it is and friendships are complicated, and relationships are complicated, and self-love, and self-worth, and knowing all these things about you, they're completely crazy aspects of our life that nobody lives, like, the same, like, we don't have the same experience of any of those things, even though we all go through them, so no one can literally tell you how to do it, nobody can be like, okay, this is exactly how you ask someone to care about you, because one thing, that seems crazy to me that you even have to ask people to care about you even though I've literally had to ask people but then on the other side of it I'm like no let's just cut the ties you shouldn't have to beg for anyone's love or anyone's care but you know sometimes you feel like you should give people chances and I'm just putting out endless possibilities of situations in which you can choose to go down because I know that not everybody will have one set path um, and I feel like I've been through enough, like, kind of fucked up friendships to um, say, like, this is what I did for this one and this one and this one. But it's up to you at the end of the day. Like, it's always up to you. And if you think that right now it's safer for you and it's more comfortable for you to just not say anything, then I understand that. I've been there. 
but just know that you do deserve better even if the people in your life aren't giving it to you because that's something I have to remind myself of a lot because sometimes I really feel underappreciated like I said at the beginning of this podcast like I just feel really sad sometimes that I feel like I give out so much love to people and don't ever receive it back and my parents always raised me to never give to receive so I've never ever been that person I never ever do anything for anybody expecting anything in return but it's just it's human to wonder why people don't reciprocate things so you know don't ever feel bad if you're kind of stuck in this battle in your head of like well I don't give to receive but why does no one care that's normal like you're allowed to feel that way it just it sucks sometimes because some people just will never see how great you are and I used to be so so insecure in my like human being and my person and I just thought like I had to be what everybody else wanted me to be and I had to be the perfect daughter and I had to be the perfect student and I had to be the perfect friend and I didn't even have like any of my own real aspirations or dreams or anything. I feel like everything that I was up until like the age of 17 was just a reflection of what other people wanted from me. And when I really started to realize that I had to live for myself, that's when I started losing a shit ton of friends. And that's when people didn't like who I was becoming. And I was like, okay, this is going to be painful, but I'm just outgrowing people who don't understand me. And some people won't understand you. Like, when I say to people, like, I feel like I'm destined for a life that I'm, like, not putting myself into right now, they don't get it because then they're like, why are you doing it? Like, why are you at law school if you don't want to become a lawyer? And it's fine. Like, I don't even fucking know, you know? People are not always going to understand you. Humans are complex. But if anyone makes you feel like you're not doing what you want to do like if anyone makes you feel as if you shouldn't do what you want to do then the best thing you can do is leave them and I don't know I feel like I feel like sometimes when I say like leave friends or leave partners blah 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 in this podcast I don't ever want you guys to like think that I'm just this cold-hearted bitch that thinks that the only solution to everything is to leave because I don't like I do have a tendency to run away but like that's not what I'm saying when I say leave people I don't mean leave everyone I just mean that you have to put yourself first and if that means that you have to stop talking to people who make you feel less than then that's what you have to do because if you stay around those people that's going to become your mindset too like you'll continue to literally mirror the way that they treat you to yourself and I don't want that for any of you. I don't think anyone wants that for themselves, but it's so easy to be caught in that cycle of like, oh, well, they treat me like shit. I'll treat me like shit too. And don't do that to yourself. It's it's hard. It is hard. And it's like, I can speak about it because I've been through it. Like I can speak about it easily because I've been through it. But like, there were so many years that I just made myself small. Like, the, okay there are people who I no longer speak to, who I feel like if I was still friends with them, I would never have made this podcast. Like, that's how much, like, some of my ex-friends made me question my worth, or, like, how good I was at things. 
the fact that I wouldn't have made this podcast, which I completely fucking adore, and I look forward to it every single week, and it pulls me out of some sad days in my life, because I know that there are people that listen to this and want to hear me speak, like, something that gives me worth. I know for a fact that there are people who used to be in my life who would have never encouraged me to do this, and would have never supported this, and even when I made this, there were so many people who I've spent years supporting every single avenue in their life who said absolutely nothing about this. Like they said nothing to me. They didn't congratulate me. They didn't say, oh, this is cool. And then there were people who I would have never expected to reach out to me, who messaged me and like said, wow, this is really cool. Or like, well done or whatever. And I think it's in moments like that, you realize what life is about and why you should really, really be picky with the people that you have around you. Because you shouldn't wait for praise from other people. But it's nice. You know, it's nice. There's no denying it. It's nice to feel like people appreciate you. It's nice to feel like people appreciate what you do and put into this world. And, you know, there there are going to be people where it's really hard to let go. It's really hard to see them as just another person rather than a friend but you have to do it. You have to do it. And it might be now, it might be in five years, but you have to do what's best for you. And it takes time. So don't forget that it takes time. Don't think that you just have to literally pick everything up right now, because sometimes it might not be convenient to do that. And that might not make sense. (laughs) Um, But what I mean by it might not be convenient is you might be in a situation where you feel like if you leave someone and you're left with no one, you won't survive. But let me tell you, even if you do feel like that and you do continue to be friends with someone who is not treating you right, you'll survive about them. You will. People say it all the time. You came into this world alone. Like you can survive it. You can survive whatever. Because up until this very moment right now, you have survived every single one of your worst days. You have survived every battle. You've survived every sad moment that you thought you wouldn't survive. So you'll survive losing a friend. I promise you. You'll survive losing a partner. You'll you'll survive. Okay? You're strong enough. You have been through life and life isn't easy. So just remember that, okay? But um I feel like I've rambled on enough here. But just remember that communication is hard for everyone, okay? It's not something we're innately programmed to do well, I don't think. Also, if you're British, like, we don't fucking talk about anything. We literally don't express our feelings about anything at all. But, you know, we'll, we'll get over it, I guess. I don't know. Do you know what actually I found? In moments where I've thought that communication is really hard, sometimes it's not. You just don't feel comfortable to open up to people. And that should tell you a lot about the people that you surround yourself with. If you feel like you can't open up to anybody that's around you a lot of the time, I don't think you're to blame for that. I think that that means that the people around you aren't people that are welcoming, or at least that you don't perceive them to be welcoming to your emotions. Um, Because maybe it's because they've got their own shit going on, and that's just you like trying to be respectful. But it might also be a case where they're just like, not there for you. And you can see it, whether it's like something that's made abundantly clear, or it's a it's like a buildup of different responses to things you've said. Like, you know, like I said, your brain is fucking powerful. Like it knows things before you know things. Like do not underestimate your brain. But 
we have reached the end of the podcast episode. Oh, I know, so sad. But I will see, I won't see you. I will talk to you guys next week. I hope you all have a wonderful March. The sun has kind of shown its face a bit this month already, even though we're not even a weekend. But, you know, it's 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 looking cute, I guess. Um, and yeah, have a beautiful day.